Welcome back to the Raider Report podcast, everyone. My name is Nick Benvenuto. I'm the news editor for The Guardian, as well as the host. Joined today by my colleagues, Claire O'Toole and Maxwell. Hi. Um, and we also have a special guest with us today. We have the VP of the student body, Mr. Joe York. Pleasure to be here, guys. Joe, how you doing today, man? I am living it up, to say the least. <laughs> Always love a Halloween. Oh, yeah. Today is Halloween. Um, is October th- October 31st at the time of this recording. So do you guys have any Halloween plans today? Joe, do you want to go ahead and start? Uh, I was going to say we were planning on just hitting a couple bars in the Oregon district, hanging out. Uh, my girlfriend and I are going as Gomez Adams and uh, Morticia Adams. So hopefully it'll be a nice time and we can have some socially distanced fun. Good. Oh, yeah. Claire, what do you got going on this weekend? Um, watching some scary true crime videos. Um, I don't do horror movies, but I love true mm-hmm. crime. It's super weird. Is that a show? Is that a series? Or are you, when you say true crime, are you talking about like actual crime, like documentaries? Yeah, it's nonfiction, I would say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just eating a lot of candy, of course. That's about it for my Halloween uh, plans. Not much of a haunted house person or anything like that. So. Okay, okay, Maxwell, what are you doing today? Um, I'm actually gonna going to be going to uh, the Halloween party at the chapel, um, on campus later. I'm gonna be doing um, the Ninth Doctor from Doctor Who. Oh, okay. That sounds like fun. What do they got going on out there? Um. I'm not entirely sure. I just got in. I I remember seeing it on Facebook, but I remember one of my friends invited me to it. I was like, all right, I don't see why not. Let's go. Well, that's cool. I look forward to hearing about it. You'll have to tell me how it is um, at some point the next time I talk to you after today. I'd like to hear about it. That's cool. I think myself, I, I got some friends that are probably going to be having a bonfire, maybe go out, have some uh, what, what Dylan likes to call adult beverages. I think I will definitely be partaking and drinking some adult beverages at some point throughout the night. Um, But this is definitely like my favorite holiday throughout the entire year. I love being able to dress up. I love seeing the costumes that people put together. I love scary movies. Um, So I'm really excited today um, to not only be here talking to you guys, but just being able to celebrate, um, you know, the holiday, though we are living in these unprecedented coronavirus times. Um, I know that there's still stuff going on, still stuff for people to go out there and do. So I'm really excited. But transitioning, um, I'd really like to to learn a little bit more about you, Joe. Um, Like I was talking to you a little bit before we started, um, I don't think that I've had the opportunity to meet you in person, um, much like Adrian when we had Adrian on. Um, So I'd like to go ahead and give you the floor to go ahead and introduce yourself to us, to the listeners, to the people that have um, 
never met you before. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, fair enough. Um, unfortunately, you know, nowadays we don't get to spend much time in the office and I certainly don't get many opportunities to pass by the Guardian. So it's a shame I haven't been able to see you all more closely or really meet much of the student body this year. But uh, as for me, Joe York, uh, I'm currently a fourth year student here at Wright State planning on graduating in the spring. Uh, I've got a major in philosophy and a minor in the classics and economics, and uh, I'm involved in a number of student organizations, uh, uh, past and present, uh, formerly a member of tennis club, the quiz bowl club, um, and a number of other smaller uh, clubs that never ended up taking off. And uh, I've spent four years uh, in student government. My first is a freshman intern. My second is the uh, assistant speaker of the house. My third is the Speaker of the House, and now here is VP uh, running on a, a ticket with Adrian and uh, now being elected. So that's a short summary of my time here for sure. Uh, I intend to uh, attend law school here uh, in the uh, next upcoming year after I take a gap year, uh, hopefully at the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. Um, I know you said that you were involved in um, like club tennis and stuff like that. Do you like sports? Is sports something that you've always always been involved in? Uh, I spent a lot of time playing tennis in high school. I played varsity tennis for two years and JV for two years uh, at my high school, Little Miami, uh, playing second singles, and then uh, wanted to continue that into college. But unfortunately, I was not good enough at tennis to go pro, so I ended up playing in the uh, <laughs> I ended up playing in uh, Wright State club tennis for a number of years. But unfortunately, time constraints uh, with um, mm -hmm. student government have led me to not be able to play nearly as much as I used to back in the day. Yeah. Do you still try to find a little bit of time to, to play in your off time? Here and there, for sure. Uh, I got out there hit yeah. a couple times in the summer, but, uh, you know, never as much as you like to, right? Yep. I feel that, man. I feel that. I've, I was always really involved in sports as well throughout high school. Um, and once I got into college as well, I, I kind of had to just, you know, shift my focus over to my studies and, and some of my other passions. So I definitely feel that with you as well, man. Yeah, growing up certainly is a shame sometimes. <laughs> it has its ups and downs for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you get started in student government then? Were you involved in high school student government as well, or is that something that you wanted to pick up once you got here at Wright State? Well, I really never intended to be in student government, and I never had any experience with it in high school. Uh, most of my involvement in high school came through sports, uh, primarily, and as well as academic team, which I spent a number of time, uh, a number of years, rather, uh, doing stuff uh, with that organization in high school. That was the majority of my time. But uh, once I came to college, uh, I was asked at my orientation by a former member of student government mm -hmm. uh, if I wanted to enter in the, into the uh, freshman internship program. Uh, and it was there that I learned that college student government differs pretty greatly from high school student government and that in a ways that it really has a lot more of a genuine impact. Uh, and mm -hmm. additionally, you know, uh, the fact that you can help support yourself with it. It's not much of a paycheck, but it's certainly more than nothing. And it helps a student get by. Yeah, for sure. What uh, what was it in your first year? Like you said, you never really had any, you know, inclination that you'd be involved with student government. What was it about that first year that that made you stick with it? You know, 
moving forward past that first year? True. The first year of kind of doing, I guess you would say, uh, just primarily administrative work, um, it gave me an opportunity really to kind of get more of an introspective look into the operations of a college student government and kind of realize the fact that it has a real in my opinion, a very real and substantial impact on students and that you really have a genuine opportunity to really help people in a lot of ways that a high school student government doesn't really allow for that. And I just thought that that was an extremely neat and once in a lifetime opportunity to participate in something like this in your undergrad. So I felt very compelled to run uh, the next year on a ticket for assistant speaker of the house. Well, that's really cool, man. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of the the ways that you've been able to see that that positive impact on the student body, like you were talking about? True. I've spent a lot of um, I've spent a lot of time working on a program during my time in um, the House of Reps uh, called SOAR. Um, some people are more familiar than others, but essentially, SOAR is a program ran by the student government and, and now partially um, the former Office of Student Activities, now OSIL. Mm -hmm. um, where more or less um, student government works to attempt to uh, teach leadership skills um, and provide incentives for student organizations on campus that are more uh, service and um, like giving back focused, uh, a pathway to succeed and learn how to be successful on the campus. Um, and that's through a variety of things like SOAR workshops, which a lot of people have been able to attend. Mm -hmm. I ran and planned those for two years. Um, in addition to participating for SOAR trophies and recognition at the uh, Student Leader Awards and a number of other opportunities for um, student orgs to get themselves out there and uh, learn how to be uh, very adequate organizations on campus and uh, fulfill their missions. And uh, I saw a lot of I saw a lot of positive feedback and a lot of positive um, trends in a number of student organizations. I believe even The Guardian had a lot of chances to attend those uh, SOAR workshops back in the day. And I've just seen a lot of those skills get transferred on to uh, the leaders of student uh, organizations now. That's really cool. Is that something that is just here at Wright State or is the SOAR um, program, is that something that goes you know, beyond Wright State to other universities, maybe in Ohio throughout the nation as well? When we started it, SOAR um, was very unique to just this campus. There was absolutely nothing else like it. But over the course of the two years I ran the program and the two years before that, where it was ran by two other individuals, um, we've mm -hmm. seen other um, colleges approach us at uh, student government summits. And also, I can't remember off the top of my head, but one other um, student government at a college, and I believe Indiana, pick up a similar program inspired by ours. So we were innovators, I guess you could say, in that way. Well, there you go. That's awesome. That's kind of a, a way that you can, you know, talk about leaving a legacy behind, you know, once you're done here at Wright State, you can say, hey, you know, I was, you know, a leader in this program and and that extended out to other universities. And there, you know, the impact that you have had on not only the Wright State students, but as well of those as well as those other students at different universities. That's awesome, man. That's really for cool. sure. For sure. Joe, since uh, you have been um, participating in student government since your freshman year and since you were the speaker of the house last year, uh, what sort of, what have you gained from that in, and applied to your role as a vice president of the student body? Um, definitely through specifically being involved in the wing of student government that I was, which was the house of reps and SOAR. Um, I was a lot more hands-on and had a very, a very large degree of direct contact and feedback from students during that time. And I think that that definitely gave me an edge as a student leader and 
understanding the concerns of specifically student organizations, which typically house a lot of very active students in them, the concerns that they have specifically with campus. And I think that um, the time I spent getting to know those people and the time that I've spent hearing a lot more about the concerns and problems of students over the three years I had prior to this one in student government definitely equipped me to be a little more of an aware vice president than um, I suppose someone who had no experience in that regard. That's great. I uh, also heard that you uh, had some experience at Guardian workshops. What was that like? I've only been on the Guardian for a couple of semesters, so I've never, I don't think I've been to one of the workshops. What did you do there? So SOAR workshops are essentially um, workshops that I run in conjunction with the Office of Leadership and Inclusion. Uh, or as I, I can't remember exactly what that the brand new acronym stands for OSIL. We'll keep it at that. Um, more or less, I have the opportunity to work with them to write a number of workshops that focus in on one specific leadership skill or area that could really help organizations. So we cover things such as managing internal finances, managing market program and marketing programs, and getting yourself out there, um, retention, uh, recruitment. Um, leadership style skills and understanding your leadership style, and a number of other things that I had a chance to run over those last two years. So that's usually what we cover. I, uh, I'm interested to hear you talk about retention because when we had Adrian on, he was talking about his Retain the Nine project. And so I thought that was cool that you guys have that in common. Yeah, he certainly has done an amazing job working with Retain the Nine, um, which, you know, he was on there when it was really early in its existence. Um, really helping to kind of pave the way for that program to become the success it is now. Um, and I also had experience trying to, I suppose you could say, like help uh, smaller student orgs recruit and retain their members, which is extraordinarily difficult. Um, it's a big undertaking to successfully recruit and retain members because it kind of tests every single aspect of your organization. Anyone can really recruit at the end of the day, but what's really important is retention especially um, trying to get people buy-in. So getting people bought into their orgs, getting people to um, stay in those orgs, it all requires you to just genuinely have a solid concept and a solid fiscal understanding of how to run an org, uh, managing events, managing budgets for those events, making sure you stay true to your mission. It really tests everything. And it's um, specifically retention is a topic that I've definitely... Um, spent a lot of time thinking about during my time at student government and certainly is one that it's applied to uh, right state as a whole. That's awesome. Did you and Adrian know each other before you worked together or were you friends? Yeah, we've worked together for three years in student government and um, we got to know each other um, better slowly over that time period, really getting to know each other well in the last year. Um, through our shared involvement in the Ohio Student Government Association, which is um, an association that represents all 14 public universities in Ohio. He was the previous executive chair, and now I'm the current executive chair of that organization. And uh, it was at a summit for that organization that we really got to know each other well, and he invited me on to his ticket. Cool. Well, you guys sound like a great team. Oh, thank you. Joe, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, uh, and you had kind of previously mentioned it was, you know, a lot of the things that you've been involved in up to this point um, have allowed you to have 
um, you know, face-to-face -face interactions and a lot of contact with students and people of, you know, different organizations and different, different leaders and stuff like that. How has the coronavirus um, kind of affected, um, you know, your morale moving forward? You know, I, I know we've talked about it on here numerous times that a lot of us miss that social interaction and we miss, you know, being able to see people on campus and going to the offices and talking with people face-to-face. -face. Um, what kind of experiences have you had throughout the semester um, you know, with the coronavirus and with everything moving forward. Yeah, well, it's certainly well, it's certainly a shame that I don't get as much face-to-face -face interaction with students as I used to. Um, there's still a number of ways through you know WebEx meetings and still getting out there via group chats and emails and whatnot to still interact. Uh, as for morale specifically, I mean. I'm definitely extraordinarily excited. Excited. I mean, I've been given a great opportunity to be VP here at Wright State, and I'm looking to, regardless of coronavirus, make the most out of it. Um, it is a shame that it's been made more difficult, but certainly not a shame in the fact that there's still plenty of ways to reach out to students, and we still fully intend to hit the ground running, so to speak, and make sure that we get out there as much as we possibly can um, virtually and maybe hopefully in person, depending on how things go. Well, that's good to hear, man. It's really good to hear that you have a positive outlook on things. I know Adrian shared that same positivity when he was on the podcast a couple weeks back as well. Um, so that is really good to hear, really good to know that we have, you know, people that are in positions of leadership over the student body that do have that positive outlook on, you know, life and um, student life here at Wright State as well. For sure. Isn't that so nice? Like, instead of it all being doom and gloom, you guys are like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> It is a breath of fresh air, especially from a student perspective. Um, you know, it, it, oftentimes we get all these communication emails. We get, we're always looking at these numbers of, you know, coronavirus cases and the spikes. And there's always that, you know, glooming feeling overhead of, man, is this ever going to go away? So it is a breath of fresh air to know that, you know, the leaders um, have a positive outlook on things and that we're going to continue moving no matter what happens. I agree. It's really reassuring, to say to say the least. Uh, Joe, you're mentioning that your major was philosophy. Uh, Correct. How have your philosophy professors influenced you um, in uh, running student government? And yes, that yeah. in general. Um, as for direct advice, luckily um, there hasn't there hasn't been too much in that way. But for sure, um, my professors have definitely influenced a lot about how I think, considering that's the primary goal of philosophy. And I think that through meeting them, speaking with them, and attending their classes, they've given me a certain amount of critical thinking that I think um, definitely allows me an edge to kind of really step back and take a look at, at a situation, at a problem before I take some sort of action on it. Um, it definitely gives me the opportunity to be able to kind of think outside the box in terms of engaging students, which is more important than ever, and and time to think outside the box and addressing um, stuff with the administration, the staff, and you know, an overall ability to run the organization to its fullest and be able to help the greatest amount of students. It's an interesting way to put it. I really like that. Joe, I had a question for you. Go ahead. Um, I know that you had mentioned that. Um, you know, you got involved with student government in your freshman year. You had somebody that approached you at your at your orientation. What would you say to, um, you know, a freshman that's on campus now that's, you know, wanting to get involved possibly in SGA, um, but doesn't really know how that process begins? What would you say to somebody um, that, like I said, that wants to be involved, but doesn't really know where to start? Of course, um, I would definitely recommend uh 
I'll, I'll just take this time to plug the freshman, well, not no longer freshman, but student government internship program that we run um, through uh, a lady that we employ, that we just appointed uh, Tuesday. Uh, her name's Fatima Bumachad. Um, and I can probably fish up her email address if I look for it. I believe it's quite simply Fatima.Bumachad at Wright State uh, Student Government. Um, so WSUSG.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that program is made specifically for what you just asked me about. Um, its intention is to try and find pathways, not just for people to enter student government, but to get engaged on campus in general, um, mm-hmm. and to employ them with the tools, ability, and leadership to do that mission. Um, we've been working on that program for several years. I went through it. Adrian also went through it. A large number of people in student government went through it. So it's a very successful mm-hmm. program and a large number of people in other um, of the uh, organizations on campus also went through it. So I'd say that if you really want a pathway to success, I would certainly recommend that one. It's how I got here. Well, that's awesome, man. And I can go ahead and speak to, you know, the um, the importance of getting involved while you're in college as well. I, I unfortunately waited until my senior year. I'm a senior now. I'm um, in the work that I'm doing for The Guardian. This is my first, you know, opportunity to get involved. And looking back on the three years prior, I'm like, man, I don't know why I waited so long. I don't know why I didn't just, you know, put myself out there and, and try to get into a position to where I can, you know, get involved with the university and meet other students, um, as well as just gain experience and leadership abilities that are only going to propel me further into my career, um, which is an, which is a perfect segue into one of the things that I wanted to ask you as well, Joe. How has how has your experiences at student government, you know, being involved here at Wright State since your freshman year, how do you think that this is going to help you into your professional career? And also, what kind of professional career do you see yourself having upon graduation? Um, I know for a fact that student government's definitely going to be something I look back on as, as a very helpful experience uh, as I pursue a career in law. Um, because it's really given me a lot of opportunities to take hard looks at a number of different documents, such as like our constitution and bylaws um, that I've had a lot of time to help rewrite and, and look on and, and kind of see them perform in action, um, as well as opportunities to kind of work with, in a, in a way, clients. Uh, students are the people who elected me and the people who I represent. And in a lot of ways, they are my clients or in a lot of ways, I'm their clients, if you look at it another way. Um, mm-hmm. And it's certainly given me a lot of experience in working in that realm, as well as, you know, as I said before, um, looking uh, really hard at other uh, students, uh, organizations like constitutions, not just our own experience, mm-hmm. like learning from the uh, university's general counsel about legal practices and things like that. And so I'd say student government's been a super unique opportunity um, to me, for me to learn a lot about my career. And really, I think you could apply it to almost any career. I mean, Adrian's a neuroscience major, and he's still finding this experience super helpful, I'm sure, and um, really um, adds a lot of perspective. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we talked a lot to Adrian about what his day-to-day is like. Uh, as the president. Is uh, yours the same as the vice president, or what's your day-to-day like? Um, There's certainly a number of similarities, but specifically, I spend a lot of time uh, working with each college's senators, uh, attempting to help them overcome any roadblocks and and work towards their goals. Um, I really am more of a support system as the vice president specifically for those guys, so spend a lot of time answering emails, 
um, trying to get them in contact with the right people and really support them in any way that I can. Uh, in addition to, you know, helping out Adrian with a lot of his things, going over appointments, interviewing people. Um, and for the most part, other than attending meetings uh, over WebEx, that's a lot of what I do. And that takes up the majority of the hours that I clock in this position. Sounds boring, but interesting. <laughs> uh, it, not as boring as one might think. It's definitely allows me a lot of opportunities to get to um, really help people out and through helping each senator really get to help out their constituency. So, you know, some days maybe it's not uh, glitz and glamour, but certainly it has a real positive and tangible impact on students. And so I find it exciting in my own little way. Oh, sure, sure. Well, I'm done <laughs> you. Thanks. No problem. All right, guys. So I have probably the most important question that we are going to ask Joe all day today, right here, right now. So Joe, it's a tradition here on the podcast that we ask every single guest a little simple question that gives us something to laugh and talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you that now. Um, do you drink coffee? And if you do, how do you prefer your coffee? I do occasionally drink coffee. And when I do drink my coffee, I usually just drink it straight black. <laughs> that's how I like mine as well. But I am shocked that, you know, it was funny when we were speaking with Adrian as well. He says that he likes his like with the decaf because it makes him shake. I'm just always surprised when I hear uh, people talk who are in positions of leadership and power and that, it, you know, that have very, very busy schedules that they don't like need coffee because I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, it's not occasional. Like I need that in order to survive <laughs> and in order to get through my schedule, which is not near as busy, I imagine, as what you guys have to do, um, you know, as president and VP. So I think that's really funny. Um, and I also had one last question for you, Joe, before we let you go. What is your favorite Halloween candy since today is Halloween? Uh, I'm definitely a Reese's Cups man myself. Reese's oh, Cups. Nice. That's my favorite as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up today, guys. Um, Joe, I wanted to, to take this opportunity to thank you once again for being here. I know it's a holiday and I know that you've got a busy schedule, as we mentioned before. So thank you so much for taking this you know, 30 minutes to sit down and talk with us and, and all of the people that are listening in. Claire, thank you so much for being here. Maxwell, thank you so much as well. We will be back next week with episode 10, which I'm looking forward to. I can't believe we're going to be 10 episodes deep already into this podcast this season. So once again, thank you guys all so much for being here. Thank you so much for everybody that's listening and supporting us and supporting The Guardian. Make sure to check our social media at WSU Guardian anywhere that you need it. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're all over the place. Check us out for the right source of news. Thank you guys so much once again for being here, and we will see you next week. Have a good week, guys. Bye. Thanks for having me.